What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Daring Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live at twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're checking this out on replay at youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. I'm not sure why the at, I'm not sure why I had to put the in there, but... Apparently there's already an at Tyler Morgan show, so yeah, maybe maybe they have content that's worth checking out. I don't know. Haven't been over there, but at the Tyler Morgan show is me, or maybe we're checking this out on Rumble. Just go to Rumble.com, search for Real and Staring or Tyler Morgan Show, and you will find this glorious bearded face waiting for you there. Perhaps you're checking this out on podcast, all the podcast platforms. Oh man, it has been an amazing few weeks off. Lots of dumb news, lots of stupid news, and let me tell you, I <laughs> there's been so much, but at the same time, trying to find the news articles about it has been nigh on impossible because apparently a lot of the stuff that I felt worth talking was worth talking about. Um, yeah, the articles have been just kind of. Psh- Disappeared. Who knows? I don't know. They're gone. But it is what it is. But first of all, happy, glorious January 6th. Yes, that's right. January 6th, the day democracy almost died three years ago. And Democrats have been all over the interwebs just, oh, this day three years ago. I mean, it's some of the ones who have been posting have just been ridiculous. Uh, Congressman, uh, is it Steve Cohen, the the guy with the skullet, you know, bald on top with the long hair on the sides? It's like, dude, just shave it off, or at least keep the stuff on the sides short. Don't grow it out long. You're not you're not making it. You're not impressing anybody with that garbage. But it is what it is. Uh, another one who's another Democrat who's been all over it is Congressman Jason Crow. On January 6th, I was one of the members stuck in the House gallery. I still remember the sound of the rioters banging on the House chamber doors. I remember consoling my friend and colleague who had just spoken with her family. I remember telling my fellow members to take off their pens so we couldn't be identified. I remember my ranger training kicking in to protect those around me. Oh. And then an amazing picture of... Congressman Crow crouched down, hiding behind a wall in the chairs. Meanwhile, there's other congressmen. They're sitting in their chairs like, dude, what's going on? Other guys are like leaning forward and like taking pictures of what's going on. And it's just like, dear Lord, put the virtue signaling away. And and, and I get it. You were ranger qualified, Congressman Crow. But using that as some sort of cudgel to like, well, I, they were treating us so bad, but I was a ranger, and I'm a ranger, ranger, ranger. Okay, if you were a ranger, why weren't you running to the sounds of the gunfire? The, of course, then you'd probably be saving the life of uh, 
Ashley Babbitt, and, uh, well, you, you couldn't have that. And because there was no gunfire other than that one shot that hit her in the neck. But it's amazing how much all of this has just been so ridiculously handled. You know, the FBI still three years later, today they were arresting people for January 6th. And it's just... Are there, aren't there things that we could be better spending our taxpayers on when it comes to law enforcement by the FBI and the Department of Justice? I get it. There were a bunch of people who did really stupid things on January 6th. I, I'm not going to discount that. I'm not going to say nobody did nothing wrong. I know it's a double negative. Grammar police can uh, eat it because I don't care. But... The way that people have just been so reacting, like um, uh, Via Getty, Mr. Adam Johnson. I, I follow him on Twitter, and oddly enough, he follows me back. I, I think I, I think he made a joke. He thought it was funny, so he followed me back. So, you know, take all the uh, take all the followers on Twitter. You can find, you can get, you can know. Uh, just, you know, if you're watching us on YouTube, you can see the link down there at the bottom of the screen. Follow me on X at Morgan. But it's just been so insane. The amount of, oh my God, democracy almost died. It's like, well, first of all, Jack Wagon, we're not a democracy. We are a constitutional republic. Do we have principles of democracy that goes into choosing who represents us and our states in said democracy, or in said republic. Absolutely. For instance, in the primaries that are coming up here, starting on the 15th, the first primary in uh, Iowa. Uh, it's not really primary, it's caucus, but when the, uh, the Iowa caucuses happen, there will be democracy going on as people gather at their caucus sites to make their voices heard, who they want to be the nominee for for president. In the voting states, you will see democracy happen when voters go to the polls and they cast their ballots for who they believe should be the nominee. And that will tell uh, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party who they're, you know, who uh, the delegates who go to the national conventions need to vote for. Again, democracy at this level. Then once it goes to the national committees, then you have delegates who are representing and in a republic-like fashion are voting on to the party, hey, our state says this guy should be the candidate. That guy should be the candidate. So, but at the local level is where democracy really stops. On the national level, it is not a democracy. It is a republic. And I, I don't know why this has to be explained so much. And part of it is words have meaning 
And what better way that to screw up the country than just change the meaning of words to make words uh, cheaper, to make them, you know, nonsensical. But it, it's just been so ridiculous. And I'm not going to come out here and make an endorsement on this podcast because ultimately my endorsement of whoever I think you should vote for in the primary isn't going to change a whole lot of minds. A lot of minds are already made up. And, you know, hopefully as the time comes between now and your primary or caucus day, if you're going to be a member of the caucuses and participating in that. If you're still on the fence, hopefully between now and then you get some more information, uh, candidates better position where, uh, and explain their positions on stuff to make you say, okay, I'm going to vote for Nikki Haley. I'm going to vote for Ron DeSantis. I'm going to vote for Trump. I'm going to vote for uh, Vivek. And at that point, you 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 know you're making your decision, and you're not doing it based off you know some guy with you know a podcast that's had like ten thousand listens. So I mean, keep on that's ten thousand over the course of like four years. So, um, I'm I'm not a huge player in the talking head game that has a super huge amount of influence. I'm I'm not deluding myself into thinking that I am, but. You know, as far as uh, all this presidential primary stuff goes, just online has been a garbage fire. Like, it's not even in the dumpster anymore. It's just like overflowed, caught on fire. Now, everything around the dumpster is burning as well as the garbage. So, especially when it comes to like the Trump versus DeSantis and, and not necessarily individual voters. Individual voters that those those people like me who say they're going to vote for politician X versus politician Y will look at something and will go, okay, well, here's why politician Y is not getting my vote. I appreciate what they have done. I appreciate the positions they hold, but politician X, I feel better represents me, better represents what the majority of the country feels and would do a better job and be more effective as president. You know, you know, I can live with people like that, but when you get like the, you know, these paid influencers, like, uh, Oh, the Dilly memes or whatever, Brandon Dilly. He's, he's a freaking clown. He is, totally in the bag for Donald Trump. And if you say anything that goes against Donald Trump, if you point out Donald Trump's failures with bump stocks, red flag laws, uh, his inability to, you know, come through on, on many of the campaign promises that he made. Oh my God, you're just, Oh, you're you're just a, you're just in the tank for DeSantis. I'm not really. I'm not in the tank for anybody. It's just these are shortcomings with Donald Trump that I think should not be overlooked. You should not overlook Donald Trump 
basically handing over the White House to Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks during COVID. You can't overlook, you know, Operation Warp Speed, which the last I checked, who 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 was president when Warp Speed happened? Oh, Donald Trump. And, and what did Warp Speed get us? It got us a rushed new technology vaccine that was not tested very well. I, I mean... To find out, well, is it safe for pregnant women? It was tested on eight mice. I'm sorry, eight mice. Huh. That seems uh, very... Sounds like you can really extrapolate a lot of data out of eight mice as far as vaccine safety for pregnant women. I said, this is stuff that was on Trump's watch. And I, I've seen some people who are very anti-DeSantis. DeSantis shut down the state of Florida. Well, there's a lot of Republicans who did. There's a few who didn't. I mean, Christy Nome is out there throwing her support behind Donald Trump. And she had shut down stuff in South Dakota for a while. But wasn't until, you know, her true constituents with the uh, Chamber of Commerce started pushing her to reopen that she finally did. And yes, DeSantis did have some statewide shutdowns in Florida. And as soon as the data was coming in showing these shutdowns are doing nothing and they're hurting our economy, he rolled them back. Wow, he shut down these beaches. Well, no, after he rolled back the shutdowns, there were municipalities that continue to enforce shutdowns on beaches until he came down with an executive order said, uh, screw you, you're opening those damn things up. So, and it's just, like I said, just watching the dumpster fire of the people who were Republican but so anti-Donald Trump that it's all they think about, ah, Donald Trump, blah, 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 blah. And some of them are so bad like, they're going after DeSantis and Ramaswamy. Like, oh, my gosh. Kensinger, oh, my gosh. The guy who instead, when he was when he was gerrymandered out of a district, remember, gerrymandering is only bad when Republicans do it. If Democrats gerrymander somebody out of a district, that's all hunky-dory. That's not voter suppression. That's... Well, we just had to draw. We draw. We had to redraw the lines to better represent the people. Uh huh. Sure, you say so. But he's gerrymandered out of a district. He's representing a new district, and instead of at least running to represent the people of that district that he's now in, I'm just going to retire. I'm sick of Washington, and I'm going to make a lot of money to be a talking head on CNN. Yeah, he he smacks at Ron DeSantis whenever he gets a chance because as far as he's concerned, DeSantis is just a, a Trump wannabe because, you know, for whatever reason, only Adam Kinzinger and 
Liz Cheney are the real Republicans. They're the real conservatives who don't have an issue with spending out the wazoo, even though voters keep telling people going to D.C., cut spending, cut it now. Oh, wow, we have to spend all this money, and then we're going to do tax cuts. It's like, okay, tax cuts are good. I don't have a problem with tax cuts. I like tax cuts. I like keeping my money. The problem is you have these spineless, worthless, gutless (coughs) Republicans who will not roll back spending. So what what do they do? They do, um, they do all of these, uh, oh, continuing resolutions. Well, we're going to continue with the uh, previous spending, but we're going to tack on more spending on top of it. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <clears throat> so your solution to not having a budget is just to take this one emergency package, it so we can you know, kick kick the can down the road, so we can negotiate a budget. And then you're going to add money to it. Okay. I make this analogy a lot. And I keep getting told this is a bad analogy. (coughs) But if you are spending, like, your, your home budget, You have an income every month between you and your spouse, pardon me, of, let's say, $8,000 a month. But you're spending $8,500 a month on bills. So that means every month you're you're going into the next month $500 in the hole. So you're $500 in the hole. Go next month. You have $7,500 to start off with. So you burn up that $7,500 paying bills, and then you still have a $1,000 shortfall. So then the next month, you're $1,000 in the hole. So you're starting off with $6,000 to pay your bills. So on, so on. It, it, it just keeps compiling. You find ways to bring in more money. <clears throat> but when you bring in more money because it's been proven time and time again when you cut taxes revenues increase it's because you know well if we're going to tax less of it I don't have to <clears throat> have creative uh, creative accounting to be able to keep as much as I can and hide it from the government so Find ways to bring in more money. But you keep so now you're bringing in eighty two fifty a month, but you're still spending eighty five hundred. And then you decide you're going to add another thousand dollars of spending onto your onto your monthly bills. So now you're bringing in eighty two fifty, but you're spending ninety five hundred. This is what Congress does. They find a way to reduce the tax burden on the nation. Then 
which in a way causes more revenue to come in, but they continue to spend at levels that are unsustainable, and then they add to it. It makes no sense. And, you know, you got the, they said you have these, you know, true Republicans like Kinzinger and Cheney, who that's the way you're supposed to operate. <clears throat> Not to mention, let's add, let, let's just go fight every war that we can get our hands on because, you know, it, Adam Kinzinger's like, ah, I'm in Congress. I'm pretty sure I can get a waiver from deployment. And, you know, Liz Cheney, well, my kids aren't in the service, so we'll send uh, Joe Blow's kids to go die. And these people think that their opinions should matter when it comes to the voters. <clears throat> it's like, I'm sorry, I really don't care for your opinion because if I were to find be able to re-enlist, you would have no issue sending my ass to die, but you wouldn't have to. You would have zero skin in the game. Well, I deployed. Uh-huh. Where, to Kuwait? Where you flew... You know, Stratotankers, Congressman Kensinger. Hmm? Yeah, that's a hell of a deployment. Those battlefields are really scary when you're 30,000 feet in the air. But, oh my goodness, it's absolute ridiculousness. Almost as ridiculous as Calendar Gate. Yes, Calendar Gate. If you don't follow Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, please don't go there. It's a silly place, as uh, King Arthur once described, uh, Camelot. So there's a beer company that decided that, you know, with Bud Light and what they're doing with Dylan Mulvaney and some of these other companies and what they do with some of these other trans activists, they decide they're going to make a calendar for conservative men. And, and there, there's some tasteful photos in there. I mean... Sarah Gonzalez from The Blaze was in a tasteful, uh, tasteful photo shoot for it. <clears throat> um, Dana Lash, uh, Josie, uh, the redhead libertarian who works with Tim Pool, classy, a little bit of skin, but nothing like oh my god in your face. And then there's some more revealing ones, but nothing you've seen that rivals like, you know, a Victoria's Secret catalog, a Fredericks of Hollywood catalog, a Sports Illustrated swimsuit edition. The, even the women who are in swim, swimming suits, uh, Riley Gaines, she's in a bikini. Even... What she's wearing is, you know, fairly modest. But, oh my God, you would think it was a hustler shoot with all these women. They're, they said, there's nothing, like, incredibly provocative about it. Oh my gosh, I got a scratchy throat. Um... There's nothing incredibly 
provocative. There's, yeah, some of it, a little eyebrow raising, but it's nothing worse than beer commercials in the 90s. Beer commercials in the 90s, yeah, the women had tops that barely covered up, you know, the the parts of the boob that seemed to be the most uh, provocative because, oh, my God, it's a nipple. Oh, it's a nipple. Oh. I, I'm, I'm not all on board with the whole free the nipple movement, but it, it's something that just doesn't make any sense to me. But you had people like Jenna Ellis. And and I appreciate a lot of the work that Jenna Ellis does, but, oh, my God, Josie was in a white dress with an apron on holding a pie. She's wearing high heels. It was, a, it, it was a, the strap on her dress was all the way over here, and you can kind of, if you zoom in and look really hard, you can see her black bra strap. And in the background, there's a crucifix. How could she put her body on display in front of Christ? Say, oh my gosh, calm down. They they want to be the arbiters of what is moral. But at the same time, When someone does something and says, hey, I'm conservative, it's a little risque, but it, it's nothing awful. So I'm going to do this photo shoot. I'm going to be in this calendar. Oh, my God, it's of the devil. Yeah, Jenna Ellis, who went on a tirade on Twitter over a calendar being demonic, also cast aspersions on the Navy veteran who knocked over and beheaded a satanic altar in the Iowa State House. Uh, wait, what? You're going to you're going to stand up on the principle of. Freedom of religious expression. But you're... And say that the guy who took down this statue... You're going to say he's the bad guy. But then conservatives who are just trying to be cheeky and fun... You're going to castigate them as the bad guys? Shouldn't the the satanic temple people who are manipulating freedom of religion, expression, and all that, freedom of speech, they use theirs to make a mockery of religion in general. Because if you actually look into what the satanic temple believes, they are not a religion. They are a collection of atheists. So they're going to use their First Amendment rights to make a mockery of, I'm not going to say just Christianity, Judaism. They make a mockery out of 
uh, Islam. They make a mockery out of every other religion, with the exception of uh, the Pastafarians and their flying flying spaghetti monster in the sky. Yeah, don't want to upset that guy because you know the Pastafarian will like I don't know beat you with a wet noodle or something. I, it's not I don't know. The Pastafarians are weird again, but again they're also a mock religion that exists to make fun of everyone else. But you have all these people who just get get all their panties in a bunch over a calendar. They're pictures. If you look at the picture of a woman in a dress holding a pie, and you can see, like, from above her knees to her ankles, and that offends you, you that riles your sensibilities, it, it titillates you. You, you get aroused from this picture. That's not on them. That is on you. You are the one who has issues with your self-urges and your self-control that Dano Lash holding a gun, that Sarah Gonzalez white. You know, using a cigar to set something on fire while wearing a blue dress. You know, with the uh, brand of the beer on the dress. If pictures like that, if Riley Gaines laying, lay, laying stretched out in a bikini, so get your motor running and you feel so ashamed that, oh my God, I'm having this reaction to seeing this. That is a you problem. You need to do some self-reflection and say, huh, why am I so upset about this that I'm going to go and attack everyone else who's not offended and that participated in it? I mean, if, if you're the one with the issues, don't take it out on everyone else. All right, so for the last few weeks, uh, I, I've been uh, having some... Uh, having some amazing work with Magic Mind. Magic Mind had come in. They offered me, you know, to do, to sponsor three episodes, and it did so well, they extended it. But you also have to look at this is January. And with January comes a whole lot of the, you know, new year, new you stuff. Well, if you're one of these people who are just living off of coffee, I, I hold on, there's a mirror in here for me to look at somewhere because I'm one of these people living off coffee. And and you're you're tired dealing with the crashes and the, the mind fog when you get too much caffeine and just the jitters and shakes and the crashes. I get it. That stuff can be hard. But Magic Mind is a blend of a lot of great natural ingredients. Nootropics, uh, matcha green tea. Uh, and the matcha green tea is great because while it does have caffeine, it, it's the way the caffeine is formulated in, in the tea, it's a slow release. So you, get a, so you get a little bit of energy that 
burns throughout the day instead of just it spikes and then it drops off. You know, you know 55 milligrams of caffeine. I mean, that's like a thir- one-third of that of a cup of coffee. It is gluten-free, so if you've got those food allergies, if you're a vegan and you don't, don't want to get any kind of meat, animal byproduct in your energy drink, energy shot thing, this stuff is great. Um, it's got uh, nootropics. I don't have my all the good talking points, but it's got a lot of great stuff that helps to really help you focus not not just have energy, but to really focus. And if you're wanting to try it out, they say give it three days. Use it for three days and see if you're finding yourself better able to concentrate, better able to really get into that creative flow state. Now, me, I don't do a whole lot of creation. I mean, I talk on a microphone. But, hey, I still have to... You know, figure out stories if I'm going to rework music for stuff. You know, it really helps to be able to focus. So this stuff is great. Helps me, you know, really with organizing my thoughts, which, believe me, I'm scatterbrained as all hell. You listen to this podcast long enough, you have noticed that. And this stuff is awesome. And if you don't want to buy it online, because, you know, uh, if you, if, Uh, Sprouts, uh, Sprouts uh, grocery stores are starting to carry the Magic Mind. So if you really want to try it out, if you have a Sprouts in your area, go pick up three of them. Use one every day for three days. See how it works. And if it works for you, then by all means, go online and order it. And for the Oh, I forgot to turn something off here. Do, 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 do. Let's turn off that text so you can see what I just put up. Okay, so <clears throat> for the month of January, Magic Mind is offering a free month, free month, when you sign up for a three-month subscription through the website. So go to magicmind.com slash Jan Tyler Morgan. If you're looking, watching on the podcast, you'll be seeing it right down here. Right down here, see it in the corner of the screen, and then use the promo code Tyler Morgan twenty. Now, they in an email they told me how much this will actually save you, so I have to go find the email. Do 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 do. It just should, like I said, I'm scatter, I'm scatterbrained. All right, so if you combine that twenty percent savings with that three months off by use, by going to magicmind.com slash Jan Tyler Morgan, you can save up to 75% off that three-month subscription because, like I said, you're getting the first one free and then knocking 20% off when you use the promo code TylerMorgan20. That is an amazing deal. So, again, Magic Mind has been great working with me. They have been great as a sponsor for the show. And... Like I said, if you're doing the new year, new you, and you're trying to get back into, you know, being able to focus a little bit better at whatever job it is you have, by all means, magicmind.com slash Jan, Tyler Morgan 20, J-A-N. Did I say Tyler Morgan 20? I'm dumb. I have it literally on the screen in front of me. Magicmind.com slash Jan, Tyler Morgan, J-A-N, 
Tyler Morgan. Then use promo code TylerMorgan20. Save up to 75% off a three-month subscription and get a free month. MagicMind.com slash Jan Tyler Morgan. All right, so now I've... Now to hide all the stuff that I had to bring up for my ad read, and whoop, there's my name back. When you're doing this on, <laughs> when you're doing this on your own, you don't have someone across the room who's controlling the screen, and you're like, hey, pop this up, pop this up. Gets a little, gets a little confusing. So yeah, oh, I smacked my, uh, hit my uh, earbuds, and so like, oh, no, I can't hear myself. Oh my gosh! So, yeah, just the the hypocrisy that came out on the right. Just, well, we're the right. We 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 don't want to we don't want to control your morality. You know, we obviously want to stop you from doing things that are you know destructive to other people, i.e., abortion. But when they, when they come out and say, say, like, lose their minds, like, you know, 1957 church ladies. Now, I'm not saying, you know, in, over a calendar. Yes, there are some women who are scantily clad. I believe Ashley St. Ashley, Ashley Clair, I think that's who it was, was, like, in a bathtub but still had, like, a swimsuit top on. They're they're cheeky, they're fun. Now I'm not going to buy one of these calendars and hang up. But you know, to each their own. But like I said, if if you're seeing that and it's stirring things within you that make you uncomfortable, that's probably a you problem. It's, it's like a person who admits that they're an alcoholic and, and they're getting treatment because their alcoholism has got devastating. And then they go then they go out to dinner with friends and the friends order beers and cocktails and stuff. And then they proceed to chastise their friends. It's like, well, we're not the ones with an alcohol problem. You know we have a beer when we go out to dinner. You know I have a I have a whiskey sour when we go out and eat at this place. We understand that you had an issue with alcohol and it took over your life. But because you had that problem does not Now you could ask us, "Hey, would you mind not drinking? But don't sit here and gripe and piss and moan at us because you know, we aren't the ones the, who had the problem. And, and I've known and I've known people who are you know in recovery who like, hey, you know, it's still on the still a little white knuckle right now. Would you mind not drinking? I'm like, yeah, sure, that's not a problem because they voiced their concerns that. Maybe they would fall off the wagon being being around the present, you know, close proximity to somebody drinking. I've never seen anyone who like loses their loses their mind over over that same situation without looking like the bad guy. If again, 
maybe you've got the maybe I'm not saying Jenna Ellis had may had some sort of porn issue, but if she looks at that if she did, I mean, I'm I'm not judging. Yeah, you know, I've known people who've had porn addiction problems. And I get it. The way society is, the way people dress, the way uh, people are shown on TV is very provocative. And I can see how that could have have some issues or cause some issues for a person who's got that problem. But they don't go on social media, you know, tirades about, oh my God. I was just trying to enjoy television, and all of a sudden, the Victoria's Secret, you know, Angels runway show happened, and I'm recovering from spending hours a day staring at at Pornhub, and now all of a sudden, there's women in skimpy underwear, and I I can't control myself. Well, yeah, you can control yourself. It's called Change the Damn Channel. The same thing with the stupid calendar. If women in swimsuits bothers you, do the world a favor. Be consistent. Because if Jenna Ellis is going to be having issues with women in swimsuits on a calendar where people are going to ogle them, then... She needs to not go to the pool where there may be people ogling her, even if they're not standing right over there. They're drooling on top of her. They might be on the other side of the pool with their sunglasses on, just watching and kind of being creepy about it. Same thing at a beach. Don't sit at a beach in a swimsuit. You know, don't, don't wander around your your bedroom and just your undergarments on because, oh my gosh, you, you might, you might arouse your husband and you you can't allow your, if you're going to be mad about them objectifying themselves, you can't do it. You can't objectify yourself even to your husband because he might look at you and go, I married her for her mind, but by God, her body's mine. No, it's so dumb. It's ridiculous to go on this moral crusade. And then people's like, wait, isn't this a picture of you hanging out in a pool in a swimsuit? Well, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't doing it on. I wasn't putting it out there on a calendar. It's like, well, you put it online, though. This came off your social media account. You in a swimsuit. With X number of followers. How can you say a calendar is bad when you do the same thing except for free? Just one of those things. It's almost as dishonest as the way the media has been portraying the the resignation of Claudine Gay, the Harvard president and CEO who, 
Oh my gosh, she was a victim of racist attacks. Yeah, that's right. She's a black woman who was forced to resign because she's black. It couldn't possibly be over the <coughs> 47, 47 incidences of plagiarism. Or her unwillingness to confront anti-Semitic rhetoric on Harvard. No, it couldn't have been any of that. It's because she's black. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She, she didn't really plagiarize. This was on MSNBC. Politico has written about this. Well, she didn't directly plagiarize. Uh, you see, the problem is that uh, she took direct quotes from other people and didn't properly cite it. Um, I'm pretty sure that is a textbook definition of plagiarism. Like when Joe Biden gave his stirring speech back back when he was running for president and I was it I don't remember which time. And he gave the speech about you know came from a family of coal miners and he was the first one to get out of coal mining, blah 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 blah. And then they did some looking and he stole that nearly word for word. From a British politician giving a similar speech. Well, he uh, he, just, he just didn't properly cite the British politician. No, he stole it. Stole the theme of the speech. Stole the theme. Stole the speech itself, pretty much. And that's what Claudine Gay did. She doesn't have a lot of published papers. But the fact that it happened 47 times in the handful of papers that she had written to include her doctoral dissertation, her master's thesis, um, I, I look at this time. This is something I've said on the podcast before, and I'm going to say it again in the future. If it happens once or twice over a long time frame, it, they're mistakes. But if they happen in quick succession, multiple times in the same paper, um, those aren't mistakes. Those aren't random mistakes. No, that's a pattern. She was knowingly taking this. And then everyone's freaking out. Oh, my God, she had to resign. Well, wasn't the, before she resigned, was it the uh, the president of MIT? I think it was president of MIT who had to, who ended up resigning over their failure to condemn anti-Semitic comments on their campus. Huh. But no, only Claudine Gay... Was fought, well was allowed to resign and keep her pay, mind you, because she was black. 
not because she plagiarized anything, not because she was, uh, you know, allowing the anti-Semitism and genocidal speak to carry on 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 campus without confronting it. No, no, no. It was just because she was black. Because no other college president has ever been forced to resign. Oh, wait. It's actually happened several times. Um, was it the University of South Carolina president, I'm pretty sure way back when, had to resign. And he had been the commandant of West Point at one point during his military career. He was forced to resign after plagiarism. Then there's a lady, I forget what university she was the president of, who also had to resign due to uh, plagiarism. And the fact that uh, the plagiarism that Claudine Gay engaged in was in her, you know, doctoral dissertation shouldn't they have to go back and go wait you violated Harvard's because she was a Harvard that's where she got her PhD from was from Harvard you violated our policies and we awarded you this degree so to rectify the situation we're throwing out your dissertation and we're throwing out your degree and you're no longer a PhD. That would be the proper way to handle it. Instead, the board of trustees who, yep, by all accounts would have every, every right perhaps even the responsibility to uphold the standards for Harvard. Because my wife has like three degrees. She has an associate's degree from Drury University. She has a bachelor's from Drury University. She has her master's degree from Drury University. I think she really likes Drury. Weird. She keeps going back there. But she has her degrees, and... The last time I went to a graduation just a few years ago when she got her master's, the degree is actually conferred by the board of trustees. Not by the dean, not by the college president, but the board of trustees. And which means it's presented to them, say, hey, board of trustees, this doctorate degree, she did her dissertation, all is good. So that means somebody signed off on it, presented it to the board of trustees. The board of trustees said, cool, call her doctor. But now it's turned out the plagiarism, shouldn't that invalidate her PhD? Because if she violated their academic standards... You know, those academic standards that every Harvard student has to agree to, that they have to abide by, then having been a student at the time, 
if she violated the academic standards on her dissertation, not just a random, not just a random assignment, not just a, an essay for whatever grade, her actual dissertation, the thing that she had to write and presumably defend shouldn't because she can complete all the classes she wants, but for her actual doctorate, shouldn't her dissertation be thrown out and therefore her degree removed? I mean, if I was on the board of trustees and it was Joe Schmo, I'm sorry, Dr. Joe Schmo. He worked really hard on that PhD. Dr. Joe Schmo turned out that he, you know, even several years after, like, oh my gosh, plagiarism. Well, we, we can't abide this. Because if we let him plagiarize and get away with it, every other person who plagiarizes, we have to let them get away with it. See, no, you make an example. Well, Dr. Well, Dr. Joe Blow, I uh, hate to tell you this, but uh, you need to relinquish the title of doctor because you no longer have a Ph.D. We found that you were, we found the evidence that you committed plagiarism on your dissertation, and so it's void if you would like to attempt to get your Ph.D. again. Here's how you can go about doing it. But... But no, Claudine Gay, the only reason she was forced to resign again has nothing to do with plagiarism or anti-Semitism and all that nasty garbage. It's because she was black. All right, so that's going to wrap up the first show of the new year. Year, 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 year. Hmm, echo. Um. Wrap up the first show of the new year. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in. Again, thank you, Magic Mind, for sponsoring this episode and five more. It means a lot. It really does. It really does. And it's you, the listeners. It's you going out and, you know, downloading the shows, watching on YouTube, watching on Rumble. Y'all are the reason why Magic Mind has made their way into my life. And this podcast. So I appreciate it very much. Uh, y'all keep being awesome. I love it. You know, hopefully this turns into more good stuff. Um, again, Magic Minds are great. Love you guys. Um, if you're uh, enjoying the show and you're listening to this on podcast and you are a first-time podcast listener, please, I ask the same four things every week. Number one, please subscribe or follow for uh, the uh, the Apple Podcast people. Uh, once you have done that, please rate the show five stars. I'll accept four, but three and below. Um, yeah, my DMs are open on Twitter. You can say, "Hey, here's why we're doing this," because hey, I I love a good, respectful, constructive critique. Because you know, tell tell someone a way to do it better in a respectful manner, and they'll probably listen. If you're a jerk, I'm probably just going to make fun of you because that's what I do. I make fun of people. It's fun. 
Once you have rated it, please write a review. Say something nice about the show. That way, when it, the algorithms help people find it, they can look through the reviews and go, oh, okay, it's got a bunch of four- and five-star ratings. Um, people generally like it, except for that guy. That one guy right there. Calls him a wannabe Alex Jones. Who knew? But anyways, there's always the one. And if you write a uh, review that's uh, bitter and incoherent enough, I will probably make references to it for as long as I continue to remember to make references about it. Again, thanks so much for listening. Oh, once you have done those first three things, subscribe, rate, review, please share this episode or share the podcast in general with someone who you think will enjoy it. Send it to someone who you think will hate it, and this will piss them off. I don't know. Maybe I kept the, cut all the stuff about Jenna Ellis that, clip it out and send it to Jenna Ellis. That would be fun. Um, but it, it just makes, uh, makes my day when people share the podcast, especially with people who get mad, uh, hate and discontent. It's what makes the world go round. Again, thank you ever so much for listening. If you're watching this on YouTube again, normally I say this at the front of the show, but now I'm saying it at the back, but listening on you listening. If you're watching this on YouTube or Rumble, please hit the subscribe button and hit the bell to get notifications when new episodes post. Uh, if you missed my not-so-Christmassy Christmas special, please go back and give it a listen or watch on YouTube and Rumble. Uh, my, my buddies, Keith Malinak of The Blaze and Rob Borowski, producer extraordinaire for so many shows, I can't name them all, but I know there's at least a few politicians that he works with, and he does a great job putting their shows together and making them sound good, editing out the uh, the hey, hey, all the stuff I'm really bad about stopping myself from doing while recording this show. Again, thank you so very much for listening or watching, and as always, stay relentless. Happy New Year. Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. Second Timothy 1 7.